Hi, and welcome to Process, a podcast where we have honest conversations about what it takes to manage the ups and downs of the creative journey. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. Today's going to be a little bit different here on Process. On this episode, unlike all the other episodes, I'm not going to have a guest on to speak to you. This honest conversation about the creative journey is just going to be just me. I'm going to talk a little bit about self-doubt, fear, but most importantly, creative vulnerability. Now, this is a topic that I've been getting a lot of questions about, but most importantly, I'm suffering from it myself. So I decided to set aside an episode and dive right in. Let's get to it. So today I want to talk about creative vulnerability or that fear, kind of butterfly feeling in your stomach when you think about putting yourself out there. And I mean really, really out there for the world to see. So what do I mean by this? Let me share a few examples of creative vulnerability. One would be writing a blog or starting a blog about anything. It could be a video blog, a written blog, a photo blog, whatever. Another could be sharing the story of one of your failures. That's not one of our favorite topics as human beings, but it's definitely vulnerable to tell somebody or lots of people on the interwebs about one of your failures. How about getting up on stage and speaking to a big group of people? So public speaking, that's pretty vulnerable. Or sharing your quote-unquote advice or best practices with people. Now, I mention these because I've done all of them. And the whole point is that I do them despite the fact that I still feel fear, especially with people perceiving me as weird or that I share too much or whatever. But I still share this stuff and I still do it despite those fears. I mean, my blog has existed for five years now, a little bit more than that. I've been writing since 2010. And let me tell you a little story about that. When I started dating JJ, my now husband, back in late 2007, we had been dating for two weeks when he like went through my purse and he found one of my moleskin notebooks in it. So clearly I did what any sane person would do. Of course, I snatched it out of his hands and I sat on it. <laughs> Because I didn't, I'd rather die than him read what was in there. And it, it wasn't necessarily about him. It wasn't like a journal. It was more writing. But sharing my writing, I wasn't used to it. It was not my cup of tea. But once I started by writing a blog in 2010, I strengthened that muscle. And I continue strengthening that muscle and turning it into a habit. So over the past five years, I've written sometimes three posts a week, uh, four times a week at my peak, I guess. Nowadays, I publish one article per week, every Monday. And if you're on my newsletter, you get it one day before, so Sunday. But it's been over five years of that. And the topic of what I've been writing about has changed a ton. And I started writing about social media and marketing back then. It only took me a few months to transition to the personal development kind of topics that I still cover today. But not knowing what I really wanted to talk about was I wasn't really into social media and marketing and all this stuff when I was writing about it. But I was exploring and that didn't hold me back from starting. Another example is I've told so many stories of my failures. I mean, I've written about having a bad experience with somebody I hired at my company. I've written about how a distant family member, distant but we still spend Christmas together, tricked me during a business transaction and now we're not even on speaking terms. That's, I consider that a huge failure. Uh, I've spoken at a few TEDx events as well. So public speaking I've done. I've spoken at one of the world's top-ranked business schools, at an event in Panama, and a few others. Is it scary? Hell yeah, every time. But is it worth it? 
every single time. And I also write about and talk about what has worked for me all the time. I'm doing it right now. Maybe you could call it preaching, I guess. I'm not sure. But I definitely talk about my favorite tools, my favorite tips, my favorite habits. I mean, nonstop. I'm no expert on anything, but I guess I'm an expert on myself. And that's why I like to share stories about myself because I don't know you personally and I can't tell you what will work for you. But I'd love to share my story and see if something resonates. That's all that matters. All of the things that I mentioned above can include massive amounts of self-doubt. And what would my life be like if I'd stopped and not done anything? Because I could have. You know, I'd still be at my, probably my nonprofit job that I was in before I started my blog. I think I lasted five or six months at that job after I started blogging. Because blogging led me down this path of creative expression that led to entrepreneurship. It doesn't always have to lead to entrepreneurship, but that was my path. If I hadn't decided to publish my writing and let other people's eyes on it, I never would have strengthened that muscle and become a little bit more brave. So I wouldn't be a writer, a writer at all. And I wouldn't know that I can speak publicly. I never imagined that I could speak publicly. I mean, I'm speaking to you right now. You're not in front of me. I wish that I could see your face. It's kind of lonely down here in Nicaragua sometimes. But I wouldn't know what it's like and the positive vibe I get from speaking to people. I recently spoke in Panama in July. And it was an amazing experience. One that I wish I could repeat like tomorrow. I was super nervous before I got on stage. And I went up to Steffi. Shout out, Steffi, if you're listening. Uh, And I went up to Steffi, who organized the event right before it was my turn. And I said, Steffi, I can't do this. She's like, why not? Homesides, you're going on stage. I brought you from Nicaragua. You is speaking. I was like, no, I can't. I can't do it because, you know, all the other speakers, they're making everybody laugh. Like the audience is cracking up. And my talk is so deep and so dark and serious. And she looked at me. She like locked eyes with me. She was like, I don't care what they're doing. I brought you here for your message because they need, the audience needs to hear what you have to say. Sure, they're enjoying laughing, but they need to hear you. So get up on that stage. And I was like, okay, here I go. And I did. And I had, you know, some people told me they cried. I don't know. But I made a few friends out of that. And my message reached somebody. It definitely helped me. So I could have just not done it. But I did it and it was worth it. Out of all of this, if I hadn't done any of it, most importantly, I wouldn't have affected anybody. And I now have like, I keep a folder on my computer called feel good box. I call it feel good box. And every time somebody sends me something positive about what I, the contribution I've made to their life, I copy paste it or I make, take a screenshot and I put it in there and I save it for those moments of self-doubt when, because they always come back and your words or the people who have written me in the past, their words have gotten me through it. So I know that I've made some kind of contribution, a very small one, but you know, that's better than none. So it takes incredible vulnerability, you know, for you right now to go to some blogging platform, let's say wordpress.com and press that button that says create blog or sign up or whatever the button reads. And most of all, it takes so much courage to then take that link, like that new blog post that you wrote or whatever, and post it to your social networks. I know that that's horrible because then you know that you're letting everybody in your life know, hey, I'm being creative now. Hey, this is me. And let me be honest for a second. Let me tell you a story about Facebook. I've been on and off Facebook for about a year now. I keep quitting because I don't want to be on it anymore. But then somebody wants to contact me via Facebook or, you know, somebody sends me a message on Facebook. I don't get it. And then I feel guilty for not being there, even for private conversations. And I get back on it. But the reason that I quit Facebook is because I realized that the people that are my friends on Facebook, they don't want to see my creative stuff. 
they don't want to see my blog posts or my podcast episodes or my hand lettering. It's, it's terrible, I know, but I could work on my hand lettering. I'm going to work on it. It's going to get better. <laughs> but in general, the people on my Facebook don't want to have anything to do with my creative expression. So I decided that I didn't want to be there anymore. The truth is that the people in my personal life aren't interested. They're my high school friends, college friends. They want to see pictures of my kid. He's a cute kid. But they're not interested in an article on mindfulness. And that's kind of just not my vibe anymore, you know? So I've learned over time to keep my creative endeavors on other social networks. For example, I'm a huge fan of Instagram. Huge fan. If I could marry Instagram, I would. Sorry, JJ. <laughs> but the pictures are so pretty. But in general, I just love how people put their, their creative endeavors out there on Instagram. And it's actually where I first discovered that I missed photography and that I wanted to get back into it. And that is very valuable to me. So instead of feeling rejected on Facebook, I found Instagram where I feel inspired and where I feel safe. But still, to sit and write a caption for Instagram is difficult. I mean, I know that half the people who follow me are still those high school friends and they don't care at all about my creative stuff. They don't want to listen to my podcast or read my blog. They want a photo of last night's party. But I don't give in to that most of the time. <laughs> I want to express myself creatively, so I do it. I post a photo, I write the caption, sometimes it's corny and creative and sometimes it's not, but I decided to be myself there and whoever follows me will follow me. Whoever chooses not to, that's okay too. You know how people say, be you, do you, you know, do you, but that's hard to do when you've spent decades being somebody that's easy for the people around you to swallow or to stomach. It's not exactly easy to write something that's quote unquote the real you, but then have your dad read it or your grandmother. To be honest, there's a ton that I can't currently write or talk about because of the people that read my blog, which is fine. I love and respect those people. Hi, dad. <laughs> That's my choice. But I'm still doing my part to be creatively vulnerable, to put myself out there and trust that there will be a tribe of people who will gather around me. Not like me as their leader, just to join me, I guess. I just want to be one among others and not be so alone because that means that they also believe in what I'm doing, that they consider me a friend of sorts that we share, you know, values. So my question to you today is, are you being vulnerable? Or are you succumbing to the fear of what will they think and what will they say? And part of me is saying this for myself too. I'm not sitting on some high horse here because it's impossible to remember everything we're supposed to do each and every day. I talked about this with James Clear on episode 12 of this podcast. His answer was, you know, to cut things out and just focus on the most important habits, the ones that kind of inspire you to perform other positive habits, kind of like a domino effect, if you will. But for me, I like all the habits. I don't want to skip them. So for example, I want to always remember to drink lots of water, to journal about my feelings or my dreams, to stand up straight, to exercise, to eat healthy foods that energize me, to sleep at least nine hours. I know it's kind of crazy that my body needs that much, but it does. What can I say? There's nothing, I can't change my body. I want to focus on the baby, my child, who's, you know, 14 months right now when I'm with him. So that means putting my phone away. I want to remember to reach out to friends and keep in touch with the ones that are far away. I want to keep my house and my personal spaces tidy and beautiful. And the major one that's like my Everest that I have never been able to accomplish. I want to meditate. And dude, it's a lot. Remembering all of that every single moment is impossible. But you know what counts? That I try. And you know what counts even more? That I'm compassionate with myself as I try. Self-judgment, screw you. <laughs> I mean, I say that in theory, right? But then why is the watercolor set I bought in Miami sitting on my desk unopened? I haven't touched it yet. Or why is my camera still in its backpack? I took it to the beach with me this weekend, and I never took it out. Not once. I thought to myself, I can't take it to the sand. It could get dirty. Or I'm going to have my hands full with the baby. Whatever. 
What's holding me back? Self-doubt and fear, of course. My fear of being vulnerable, of being horrible at it, of sharing my work with the world and being, I don't know, rejected. It's exactly what I'm talking about right now. And it's exactly why, like I mentioned earlier, I send out my newsletter once a week. And last week was the first time that I didn't send it. Because I also was suffering from self-doubt and self-judgment, but I'm trying. And the whole point with this podcast episode is that I've gotten far. You know, I've made progress. And I encourage you and invite you to think about your own. And I really want to walk the walk. So I'm going to attack these two projects that I just told you about. My watercolor set. I know I'm not a painter. I have never done this in my life, okay? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to try. I have a friend who's spending her time doing some watercoloring and and she loves it. And you know what I thought to myself? Maybe it'll be fun. I don't have to post it anywhere. I can throw it away after. But I want to have fun, creative fun. So I'm going to attack that watercolor set and I'm going to keep practicing my photography. And I want to beat this self-doubt and fear and to show you that you can do it too. So how about I will commit? So you are listening to this on Friday. By next week's episode, in the intro or the outro of that episode, I will report back. And if you want to keep better in touch with my progress on this, you can sign up at process.show. So www.process.show. You can sign up and I'll send you an email and let you know. I'll send you pictures of my horrible watercolors and my picture and my photography. No judgment, okay? But if you want to hold me accountable, that's cool. And I would love for you, you know, to do something of your own. We're all making progress, but the whole point is that we try. I want to share this quote with you. It's a little long, but I hope you enjoy it. And I'll post it in the show notes as well. It says, give up on yourself. Begin taking action now. While being neurotic or imperfect or a procrastinator or unhealthy or lazy or any other label by which you inaccurately describe yourself, go ahead and be the best imperfect person you can be and get started on those things you want to accomplish before you die. Shoma Morita. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I apologize. So I encourage you to, you know, find me on social media if you're interested. You know, find me on, you know, at process.show. On Twitter, I'm Marcinator. On Instagram, I'm Marcella, but Mars, M-A-R-C dot L-L-A. I know I should get an easier Instagram account. But you can also find a link to that on process.show. Find me on Facebook, even though I prefer you don't because I hate checking Facebook. <laughs> I try to stay off it. Find me and let's keep each other accountable. And I challenge you to that today, if you're listening, whatever it is, a blog post, you know, some kind of art, a doodle on a napkin, whatever you want to do, a design on Photoshop, if that's your jam, whatever is your jam, let's do this. You heard it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with me, and I hope you'll join me in tackling your self-doubt and being a little more creatively vulnerable. On our next episode of Process, we'll be back to our regular format with a wonderful guest for you to hear from. I'm excited to share that combo with you. So tune in to our next episode of Process for more on managing the ups and downs of creating and making. I'm Marcela, your host, and this was Process. <laughs>